the Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 124 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your week to spend with us today. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at JustinHughes365, and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. And if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook group, Baseball365. Over there, we have over 2,800 members talking about baseball every single day of the week, month, year, 365 days a year. And the best way you can support the show is to go to iTunes. If you took a few moments, left us a five-star rating, write a nice review for us. It's a great way to help us get our name out there, and we would be very appreciative. And as always, all these plugs can be found in the show notes. And in this episode, Andrew and I have our buddy Lucas Beery joining us again. If you haven't listened to our last two episodes, I would recommend you go take a moment and download both of them and listen to those first. But in those episodes, Lucas, Andrew, and I had a Dynasty Mock startup draft that we did. And we did the first round picks 1 through 15 in the first episode and 16 through 30 in the second episode. And in this episode, we are going to be shooting to hopefully push and get all of the next 30 picks. We're going to do 31 through 60 in one episode if we can get through it quick enough. So we're just going to jump right into that now. Hope you enjoy. Okay, we are on to the third round here, and Lucas, you are the first one on the clock here in the third round, pick 31 overall, with your first team where you took Ronald Acuna and Manny Machado with your first two picks. Who are you going to start off the third round here with? Yeah, so I'll go ahead and I'll take uh, a young bat to add to Acuna and Machado. Take a guy that's had some serious health scares to a degree, but you just can't argue the youth and the power upside i'll take jordan alvarez Ooh, interesting the mega bat who also has had some injury scares but man when he's healthy I, there aren't many people that i like to watch hit more than that guy andrew you probably like that pick i know you you're a big jordan fan yep he was my next pick ah <clears throat> so you got sniped okay yep yeah, I think he's incredible. I mean, I don't think his ceiling is like his pure ceiling in a given year is like that far off from Vlad's. I I, I think his four category production ceiling is off the charts. Yeah, I think he's I was awesome. Thinking obviously, standing. obviously UT only, but even he's even got the outfield eligibility now for at least for this year. <laughs> crazy but yeah his bat is unbelievable love him i haven't been following the astros well much with this why why are they putting him in the outfield who's dh'ing in these games that he's playing the outfield brantley has some i don't know i don't know who else i mean brantley's played outfield too i think they've and then talker was out for a little bit so he was playing gee yeah i think okay i think that was it 
well, you just lost your guys, so now who are you going to take here at 32? And by the way, you've taken Tatis and Bregman with your first two picks here. Yeah, Tatis and Bregman. Man, this one's tough. Um, I am going to go with Aaron Judge at 32. Mm. Yeah, he was my next. He was my next guy. I, I think there's a few that are close, but yeah, I'll take the uh, power and OBP. I know it's we're doing batting average, but um, obviously that just keeps him propped up in the lineup and great lineup. A little bit older than I like, but. Yeah, I'll take Aaron Judge. I think he's got. I think he just has a ton of value, and year to year, you know, any year he can pop fifty homers. You know, just he's got as much power as basically anybody in the league. So that he does. I um, when's he a free agent? I was sitting there trying to pull it up because I was really curious how much more time he's a, like with the Yankees under contract. Because I have heard rumors that they may let him walk. He's, he's got, a free agent in twenty twenty three. Uh, is that after 2023? Is that how that works? I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. But I Becomes a free agent entering the 2023 season. So he's got one more entering. year with him. Yeah. yeah. Is that, that'd be interesting to think about him being in another park someday. But, um, I mean, his power plays anywhere, that said. He could go hit 40, 50 bombs in Oakland. With, and I don't think that would be much of a stretch. All right, well, that puts me up here at 33 overall. This is the team where I have Juan Soto and Bobby Witt as my first two players taken. And given I took Bobby Witt, I think I'm going to continue that trend of going young on this team. And I'm going to take Marco Luciano at pick 33. And I'm going to keep going with the, this is the the young team, I guess. So Luciano's my pick here. Anybody have Good any pick? Yeah, it's your boy. You know, you know I approve. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your guy. And, yeah, he's the, you know, all the tools in the world there with that kid. We'll, we'll, we'll see as time goes on. But What do you think? What do you think, Lucas? You like it or you think it's too early? No, I think that fits the team well, and it's uh, the best prospect on the board available, one of them. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that puts you up here with your second team where you have drafted – Vlad Jr. and Luis Robert, which, by the way, we posted, Andrew posted this board to the Baseball 365 group, and Vlad and Luis Robert, this team was right near the top on the comments of, like, most liked start so far through two rounds. Don't don't mess it up. Yeah, so don't screw it up here. <laughs> Who you got? With this next pick here, this is a definitely a tough range. Um... I'll go ahead and I'll take the next guy on my board, even though this is a tricky spot. You can make the case for about five to ten guys. I'll take a huge power bat that I feel good about for the next from the Oakland days. You kind of cut out there. Who who with the A's? I'm trying uh, to Matt Olson. Oh, Matt Olson, yeah. Okay. Matt Olson off the board. I'm trying to find my him on my ranks. I know he's on here and I just lost him. Where'd he go? Oh, okay. There he is. Good pick there. A- Andrew? Does, Olson? That, does Olson? that mean you didn't like the pick? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to find Honestly, it. it feels like a big old jump. Like, when I did this, when I made, like, I made about 40, 50 people for my ranks last time, whenever we did the first two rounds, 
And with this next one, I just threw a bunch of names in there. Honestly, I feel like there's a big old blob of names. So no, it's not that I don't like the I don't dislike the pick. I probably wouldn't go that route, but I also am not going to sit here and argue and say that it's a bad pick or anything. It's a solid pick. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, a little high for me, but I mean, he's got a lot of power and striking out less this year, so he's having a heck of a year. Yeah, he's having a really good year. I have zero shares anywhere, so I'm not getting any of that fun. Okay, Andrew, that puts you up here with your Mike Trout team where you've got Trout and Xander Bogarts. So who are you going to go with here? Yeah, this this isn't how I typically build, but I'm just going to keep going for it, and I'm going to take um, Freddie Freeman. I like that. At 35. In my yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of a go for it team and I think I think Freeman's one of those guys, even though he's what is he, thirty one maybe? Um not positive on that, but Yes, he is thirty one. I think he's yeah, thirty or thirty one. I think that he's like the type of guy that at thirty three, thirty four could still be doing the exact same thing or close to it. So um yeah, I think you got a few good years left with him and kind of fits the mold of the team. So Yeah, there you go. I'm you know, I traded for Freeman a year ago, and I traded him in a deal where I gave up um, uh, Austin Meadows. And in my head, I was sitting there thinking about it, and Freeman was 30 at the time. I'm like, man, I could see Freeman in five years still being a very productive player, even though he's 30 years old. And I just I feel like that guy is going to age well, and he's not been as good this year from coming off of an MVP season. But that said, I, I ever – Everything still looks real good under the hood. I think he's just had some bad luck on the balls in play. So, yeah, I still really like Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys, too, that just they have, has a lot of value. You know, mm-hmm. some of these guys, they're just big-name guys. They have a lot of value. And if, like, you weren't competing, obviously you would think this team would. But if you weren't, the teams that are, they're really going to value guys like that. So, Yep. Good pick. All right, now I got to think here. I've got my team number two here at pick number 36. I've got Bo Bichette and C.J. Abrams. So I've got a team skewed with Abrams going younger. Do I just keep going that route, or do I get myself a major leaguer? Hmm. 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 I gotta think this one through. I'm not. Uh, I am gonna take a young major leaguer, a guy that I really like, and that would be Trent Grisham with the Padres. 24 years old, power speed combo, and I think he's. And I love the organization he's in. That's an organization that keeps running, and I don't see that changing anytime soon under this regime. So I'm gonna go with another Padre and take Trent Grisham here. There's a guy that shot up in value in the last year or two. I I remembered, I think I drafted him in the original startup for the Rotomasters Dynasty League, Rotomasters 2, four years ago. I took him real late. That's back when he was Trent Clark, and I thought I dropped him, but I went and looked. He was a throw-in in a trade, and I don't know if that guy ended up keeping him. I don't think he did, but, man, he popped up in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I. I really like that pick. He was probably my next guy. So yeah, he was the next on my board too. So ah, so I, I sniped you both. Then that makes me feel good. 
All right, then. Lucas, you have taken Trey Turner and Garrett Cole with your first two picks here with this team. So you've got a competitive team here. Who are you going to go with here at 38? Yeah, I just need to make a press release for, for my team, too, here. I took uh, Matt Olson with Vlad Guerrero Jr., and I feel like I kind of panicked on that one just because the dog started going ballistic and I had to go on mute. And <laughs> I, I paired up two first basemen, but hey, ah, it's no big deal. the mock. Yeah, he was. I had Olsen next to my board just because of the lack of strikeouts, and he's hitting homers in Oakland. And so if he gets a ballpark shift, I, I feel like he'll be great either way. But mm-hmm. uh, to to take uh, another guy here with Turner and Cole, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll take Shane Bieber off the board next. Ooh, wow! So man, you are locking down the pitching here with this. I'll tell you what, I I I think if this draft was going on a month ago. I think Bieber might have gone sooner than this, but I, I oh he def he definitely would have. Okay, that's I was. I mean, there's no there's no doubt he would have if it was before the injury. I will. How what what right now is the injury? I didn't really take the I haven't taken the injury into account much thinking about him. But what is it right now? Shoulder shoulder. Okay. I'm pretty sure, right? Okay. Isn't it, yeah. isn't it his it's shoulder? A, yeah. It's a it's a shoulder issue, but he's he's progressing pretty well. I mean, obviously shoulders are scary, but he should he should be throwing within a matter of weeks. What's I would assume. Funny is I don't even take that into account when I think about him and and the drop. I think more about the what I've I think I've focused a lot more on than Andrew has and I don't know where you're at with this as much Lucas, but the lack of spin, the the big drop and spin on his knuckle curve. That that really is something that's sticking out to me for this guy who was an incredible at, you know, not walking anybody and pitching, you know, at a really high level. I, I just wonder what this guy is now. And and I do that with a lot of these pitchers right now. I mean, everybody but Jake DeGr- Jacob DeGrom, I have these questions going through. I think I'm dropping most pitchers in general. But, yeah, um Andrew, so I know you're not much for pitching, but if you were drafting a team trying to win right now and, you know, I know we're doing this in the middle of the season, I kind of look at this as I, I don't take injuries for this year into account as much because I honestly think it, like, let's pretend this is the going in, we're starting this season in about a month or so when everybody's healthy. But what, what do you think about going like two aces here with Cole and Bieber with Trey? I think it's fine. I mean, I, I think that – um about time for some of these pitchers to go yeah and Bieber's definitely one of them so yeah I know I made the joke last time about the pitchers but I'm about to take a pitcher so I guess I'm finally uh, are you breaking about to take a pitcher so breaking the mold here in a way you're taking your second pitcher but I don't think that since we're doing a weekly league you yeah. really yeah no about Otani, that a second pitcher yeah Otani's a hitter to me yes so I'm you... gonna take Walker Bueller at 38 so Otani and Corey Seager were your first two picks, and now we got Walker yeah. Bueller tying in with them. That's another yep. one of your boys right there. Yeah, I think there's several that are close. I mean, he's a little bit younger, really good, obviously. So strikeouts, great team. I mean, kind of speaks for itself. I feel like that the, um, the hitters, there's a little bit of a drop-off here. There's there's still some good ones, but these guys races that are still left. So I'm going to take Bueller. There you go. I like it. Uh, would you have taken him over Bieber had they both like had Bieber not been taken, or were you taking Bieber first? Uh, I could go either way. I see the argument for both. 
Yeah, I think they're pretty close. So I don't really see a big difference. I I I might go Bueller, but it's it's really close. I honestly don't know. I'd have to be on the spot. Yeah, I don't feel strongly about it. All right. Well, same that... a- same age too. Both twenty six. So. Yeah, I actually did. Would have thought that Bueller was a year or two younger. Now that's not why I was making that decision, but I um. Yeah. Surprised to hear that. All right, that puts me up at 39, and this is my team that is competing right now with Bryce Harper in the first round and Jacob deGrom in the second round. Huh. So I think I'm going to take Tim Anderson here in the third round. I'm going to take Tim Anderson, a guy who I worry about long-term because he's not somebody that takes a walk, and I think that those guys, when it goes, it goes quick. But... Tim Anderson is just a fun player to own right now with the power-speed combo hitting the top of that incredibly good White Sox lineup. That is going to get healthy and better eventually. So, yeah, Tim Anderson is my pick here. Um, good, pick, good pick. He yeah. was one of the one of the guys in there. You know, there's a lot that's kind of jumbled right now. But, yeah, I had him somewhere in there. Lucas, what are your thoughts on Tim Anderson? I don't think you and I have talked about him much. And, you know, you and I have talked about Javi Baez, and you've heard, you know, you traded Javi Baez in a dynasty league a few months ago. And I kind of think of Tim Anderson similarly in terms of I think this is a guy who, when it goes, it goes fast. Do you agree with that, or do you think he might have his skill set might hold up better? Um, I, I think that's a very fair way of looking at it to an extent. It just depends on how many more years you think you're getting out of him. I could see this till he's 31, 32, something like that. Then you might reach a danger zone for a guy who relies on his athleticism this much for his hit tool. But if you're trying to win now, it's a great pick. I hope you're right, considering I've got I have dynasty share. So, okay, Lucas, that gets to you with your uh, what is this the tenth pick? So we're your Lucas, your team number four with Mookie Betts and Christian Yelich as your first two. So who's your third pick here? Yeah, I'll go with uh, Pete Alonzo here. I've already got quite a few steals uh, locked up, hopefully, with Betts and Yelich for the next one to two years at least and add a bit of power here with uh, Alonzo. I think he can be a 40-homer guy for years to come. Still, he's only 26, so he's still got a, a bit until he's in his 30s. And, and even when he's in his 30s, I don't see why he can't keep hitting for big power. You know, given you took Betts and Yelich here, I really thought you were going to end up going a pitcher. Andrew, were you thinking that, or were you were you thinking? Um, might... I think you could do do it either way. I like the Alonzo pick. Yeah, I'd... I think it either way. It's I think um, I think Olson and Alonzo are pretty similar. I've kind of always agreed. Thought that they're pretty comparable, and Alonzo's even a little bit younger, I believe. So, man, I. Took Alonzo yeah, in startup about two years ago. I think I got him in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round, something like that. That pick sure turned out well. I like Alonzo. Yeah, I'll always feel uh, happy. I'll always have a soft spot for him for that rookie year. I ended up moving him that off season, but um, yeah, always have a soft spot for him. Andrew, uh, you're here at pick 11, and you've taken Wander Franco and Julio Rodriguez so far with your first two picks. So I'm going to guess you're not about to tell me you're taking Max Scherzer here at pick 41. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to take Max Scherzer. I'm going to take one of my favorite prospects. I 
totally believe that this guy is going to be a stud. Mm, 15, 15 team, two catcher, Adley Rutschman at 41. When I took Trent Grisham there, that was the other guy I was looking at with my Bo and Abrams team. I'm like, do I go with Adley now or do I take the youngster? Because, yeah, I'm stud. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a catcher. And I swear, if this one fails, I'm never going to believe it. <laughs> I, I will never believe in a catching prospect ever again. But I'm just so high on him. I mean, and I tell you this from owning him. I own him in RM3, which is a one it's a one catcher 20 team. And everybody wants him. Everybody. So, and obviously, you know, 15 team two catcher, you're just increasing the amount that you have to start. So, yeah, I just think he's the next like I don't know if you want to call it Buster Posey or whatever type catcher, but yeah, I think he'll be up probably next year and Hopefully hit the ground running. Yeah, I think he's a stud. When I think of Adley, I think of that first off. Don't say, don't say Matt Weeders. <laughs> no, but that does that thought does go through my head when I think of him fail. If he fails, that's the thought yeah. that goes through my head. Which that's still not even a bad failure. But um, ah, uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, you know, Weeders. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, that's it's pretty bad. For a real life teams, at least you got something, but you didn't get even close. So. No. But um, yeah. I remember Jim Callis that first offseason after he was drafted and we were all doing our first-year player draft prep. And I had two picks in the top three, so I definitely was paying a lot of attention to that um, to that offseason in terms of first-year player draft picks. And Jim Callis, his words were, he's marked to share with the bat but behind the plate. Yeah. And that 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 – always sticks out in my head and yeah he's having Andrew you've been telling me he's been having a heck of a um he's been raking in in the minors and I'm looking at his statistics for the first time right now and man they are impressive 291 batting average in 48 games with 11 home runs 15 so less than 16 percent strikeout rate and an 18 percent walk rate I mean that's that's some beautiful numbers right there yeah, and the nice thing with the catching is you just the bar to clear offensively, it just isn't that high. I mean, I feel like even if he disappoints, he's still probably a high to middle end C one. So, you know. And yeah, the bar is low. Expect him to be better than that, obviously. Lucas, would you have Adley as the number one dynasty catcher right now over even the major league guys? I'm glad you asked because I actually was going to try to find a way to bring that up and I would and it's tricky because you're looking at JT Real Muto and that's mm-hmm. a guy that some of the best high stakes fantasy baseball players are taking in the third round successfully because he does give you such an advantage but who knows how many more years of that advantage you get and you're starting out with Rushman who not only is he an amazing baseball player prospect but he's he seems like a great guy to have for the makeup and he's in Baltimore so I would have Rushman over Real Muto. Yeah, I think I agree at this point, which is just crazy to say. I'll take this prospect over the best. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, though, is Real Muto hasn't even been the best catcher this year, not even close. No. So, I mean, is it really – I mean, I'm not saying I don't expect him to be like maybe from today forward, but he hasn't been the best catcher this year. No. 
Well, who has been? I don't Sal know. Perez. Okay, that's not. I shouldn't like, be surprised. Pretty by easily. That. But I mean, there's others too. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure Real Muto is given quite the edge that he's going to have to have a pretty good second half to provide that edge that you were hoping for. I feel like that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Okay, well, that puts me up at 42 overall here, and this is the team where I drafted Ozzy and Eloy. And I, I've, I've seen a lot of comments for people liking this team too. What's nice about this, I feel like I can kind of go either way right here. I feel like I can still try to win now or I can play for the future, and I think I'm going to go with the young go with the young again here, and I'm going to got but I'm going taking a guy that I think should be up next year, and that would be Spencer Torkelson at 42 overall. I think He's a guy that's close, and I think he ties in real well. I mean, he'll be a 22-year-old next year playing with these two 25-year-olds, and that's three good, solid cornerstones. Man, my brows were raised as he was having the bad spring training, but not too bad. It was a few at-bats, but then he went into the minors, and he really was having a rough first couple weeks there, and I'm like, man, what's going on with that guy? But ever since about mid to late May, he has been on fire down there. He He has been hitting for power. He ended up getting moved to double A after a couple weeks of hitting, and I think he's done pretty well since getting to double A. So, yeah, Spencer Torkelson, the cornerstone for the Tigers as they, they're hoping. So, three young bats there. What do you guys think? Yep, love it. That's a, yeah, nice, tri- that's a nice trio. It's funny that people were saying he had a tough start, and, and technically he did, but if you look at what he did at high A, he has a 169 WRC+, and then at double A, in his first professional season, he's got a 141 WRC plus. So he's he's delivering just on the prospect hype that was there. So love that one as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you look at his stats in double in high A, I mean, what he did was hit 312 with five home runs in, 20, in 31 games. But he was absolutely incredible after the first like 10 or 15 games. He was scuffling, but he was that good in the, the next couple of weeks that, yeah, very impressive. All right, uh, Lucas, that gets to you where you have Jose Ramirez and Trevor Story on this team. That's a very nice combo of power and speed. So what do you got What do you got up here with, with your fifth team here at pick 43? Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll take the next pitcher on my board, uh, strikeout machine, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, he's actually, it's tricky with the next few pitchers here, but I, I feel just a little bit better about him than I do the next pitchers below him. Yeah, you know what? I hadn't seen his name. He wasn't far down on my list, but I was seeing the pitchers that I have above him, and I think you got a good point there in terms of, you know, he's he's been pitching at a really high level this year, and I don't think he's really – he hasn't really seemed like he's slowed down that much the last couple of weeks. I don't have any shares, so he might have, and I not even noticed since – all these changes have been happening with what the rules and everything. Has he been pitching at a high level the last couple of weeks? Yeah, he's got a 187 ERA and a .78 whip and a 31% strikeout rate. Jeez. So he's been dialed in. Nasty. Really, the thing with him is just getting the innings. Andrew, what do you think here on Woodruff? Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, I think there's a handful of pitchers and kind of in this range and he was definitely one of them. So I'm not sure he was my top one, but he's, yeah, he's fine. 
Brandon Woodruff, I'm pulling it it's up It's splitting. Right now. It's really splitting hairs with like a lot of these pitchers right here. I feel yeah. like they're all they're all really close. So. Yeah, he hasn't slowed down at all, really. I mean, I I saw like three starts ago, he gave up five runs, and I was like, oh, that was at Colorado. Ignore that. So yeah, he's still pitching at a really high level. That's a good sign because a lot of other pitchers that I have up in this range have slipped off from where they were a month or two ago, and I think they probably would have gone sooner in this draft also had it been a month or two ago. I like it. All right, Andrew, Cody Bellinger and Jared Kelnick, who do you got here at 44? Oh, boy, this one's this one's tough. Um, there's a few guys I kind of want here. I think I'm going to take another, well, the first pitcher on this team, but another pitcher for me today, and go with uh, Lucas Giolito. There you go. At 44 overall. Um, yeah, I just think a lot of value, still young, a lot of Ks. Had a rough patch this year, but he's kind of corrected that. And, um I think he's just one of those like durable horses that should be able to throw a lot of innings in the coming years too. So pitchers are, there's always a little bit of scary to him, but late third round, I mean, I just think it's time. So, Hey Lucas, I can think of one person right off the bat that thinks that's a bad pick. Can you guess who that is? I cannot. <laughs> I'm not sure. Josh Donaldson. <laughs> okay okay that, that one went over my head that i feel like uh, rich rich with tim on that one i didn't get it <laughs> i didn't think you would but i still wanted to make the joke um if you don't know what i'm talking about just go look on youtube or twitter or something there was a great 10 minute interview with josh donaldson when i say great i mean fascinating he had a lot to say about lucas giolito that night that that in that interview but um yeah he's definitely right there at the top of this list on the arms out there. I, uh, He's another one of those guys I wonder about in terms of who he is right now. But, I mean, when you look at these other pitchers, he's right there at the top of the list still. Um, That puts me up next here with the last pick in the third round, and this is Team 15 then, and I've taken Kyle Tucker and Rafael Devers so far. Tucker and Devers. Tucker and Devers. I think at 46 overall, or 45. 45. 45. I'm going to finish this round with one of my guys who I've I get, I've had in RM2 for a long time. I get, This is funny. I guess this is the RM2 team because... I've got Tucker and Devers, who I've had shares of, and I'm going to take Carlos Correa here at 45. Going to be a free agent this offseason, and it's going to be interesting to see if he re-ups with the Astros or where he's at, but I'm just going to get another young cornerstone bat. I think Tucker and Devers are both 24, and if I had it right, Correa's 26. So this is the mid-20s bats team here. So Carlos Correa, whose value I think was lower before this year, but he's having, you know, Andrew, you and I have talked about how we view Corey Seager and Carlos Correa as very similar players, and you like them when they're down and maybe not so much whenever they're up. I think they're good players, and Correa's having that breakout year this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I 
typically on board with Correa, a little higher than I had him. But, yeah, I think he's really good in his prime, awesome offense. And, yeah, he's had a really hot month. I want to say – I want to say I looked a few days ago, like last 30 days OPS. I think he was leading the majors. He's up there. He's been hot this last month for sure. Yeah. Lucas, what are your thoughts on Cray? I don't think I've ever talked to you about him. You can be you can be rough, and it's not going to hurt my feelings any. No, I, I loved Cray. I was able to get him. This is the first year I've gotten him, and he was very affordable. You were getting him well after pick 100, sometimes in the pick 120s, and uh, you love to see his walks are up to almost 14% while he's trimmed down the strikeouts to 17%. Plays on a great offense. The only issue is the lack of steals, but if that's your only problem, I'll take it. So I like that. Yep, that's you're right. You're spot on with that, especially with the lack of steals. He's definitely not that. I, you know, we've had that conversation. I think of Wanda Franco when he came up, and I, or he reminds me of Carlos Correa when he came up in terms of. Let's see how long the speed lasts, which I think Wander's already got two steals last I looked. So good for him. All right, that gets us through three rounds here. We'll take a quick break, and then we will come back and get started on round four. All right, we are back, and it's time for the fourth round. Pick number, let's see, 46. And I just took Carlos Correa on this wheel. So this team is Kyle Tucker as a refresher, Rafael Devers, Carlos Correa. And I'm going to take one guy that, you know, Devers and Tucker are 24, and I'm going to take somebody who's just a year younger than them, and that would be Gavin Lux with the Dodgers. I'm going to get another young bat here and just keep trying to keep that young MLB core going. So Gavin Lux is my pick here. Andrew, I, I want to ask you, actually I want to ask you both about Lux because I know, Andrew, you've liked him and felt like the breakout's coming and it hasn't happened yet. Are you starting to lose any hope with him yet? Are, 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 you, start, or are you still feeling the same way? Um. I didn't even know I liked him, but <laughs> I thought you've, I, you've you've talked to me about Lux quite a bit. Over yeah, the years. I, I think of him as pretty one much. Guys. Pretty much, my take on Lux is, um, I think he's like one of those guys that's going to be an everyday player. Like I think he's locked into his role, and he's going to be an everyday player for a long time, and could be could be really good. Um, I don't know though. Like I think that there's also an outcome where he's just okay. Like, I don't, I don't know if he's special, you know? So it's a little high for me. I get he's young, um, but I, I just think he has a ways to go. So I'm not, uh, I own him in RM3. I like it with the context of that team because it's like a lot of young guys and I don't really depend on him, but, um, Too yeah, early, I don't, I don't feel like depending on him to him on him, taking him in the top of the fourth. Yeah, it's 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 a little high for me, but I get it. I mean, like when you can get a when you can build around enough young guys like that, it just kind of um, you know you avoid like the fall off of you know around age thirty or whatever. So I, I get it. It's just probably not for me here. What about you, Lucas? It's tricky because based on 
what he's done so far in the majors. You wouldn't warrant this pick, but uh, looking at his prospect pedigree, I mean, he was a future grade 70 player. He's playing on the Dodgers, so you think they're going to try to maximize his talent. He's going to have to improve the batting average and both the power since the steals most likely won't be a part of his game. And the good news is, is that he has a long time to get these uh, these things in order since he is only 23. So he was about it was about 10 spots higher than I had him. So not a bad pick, but a little bit earlier than where I had him, to be, yep. be honest. OK. Well, screw you both. All right, Andrew, you're up next. <laughs> I definitely don't. I definitely don't think it's bad. It's, no, no, um, no, I'm I'm just kidding. So this one, you hold up this you're up here with your three picks are Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Kelnick and Lucas Giolito here. So now who you got? Yeah, I feel like I can go a million ways here. Um, this one might, I don't know. I feel like this one could either be really good or really bad. Um, depending on what, what direction it goes from here, but he's been picking it up as of late. I'm going to take Francisco Lindor at 47. Hmm. And I just feel like that the um, obviously his value is down from where it was before the season, but that doesn't mean he won't rebound. Like I said, he kind of has been lately a little bit. I think he stole a base tonight. Um, He's definitely been better yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I just think it's in this spot. I think it's a good pick. So take Lindor. Lucas, this was I, – I think if you wanted – I think actually both of you guys when I think of Lindor. I mean, Lindor has been Andrew's favorite player in baseball for, for quite a few years. It's, or, uh, right there at the top. And, Lucas, you've had him in Rotomasters 2 for four years now since the startup. So where are you at today on him compared to, you know, a year or two ago? Are you, are you, how, what's your concern level? I'm not as concerned as everyone else. I think this is a great pick. I mean, if you were 21 season in his first year with the New York Mets, you can get Francisco Lindor around pick 50 in a startup. I think everyone would take that. Sure, he's got some kind of bad numbers to go along with what he's done, but I don't think he's washed up. I think if you expect 25 to 26, 27 homers, 15 to maybe 17, 18 steals, maybe 90 runs, 270 batting average, something like that. I think if you're looking for those kind of numbers, I think he can certainly deliver that. There you go. Okay. Who do you got next here for with your pick, team number five? You've taken Jose Ramirez, Trevor Story, and Brandon Woodruff here with your top three. Who do you got in the fourth round? Yeah, so I wanted to see where, Wink, where uh, Lindor would fall and uh, he was going to be my next pick here. But I'll go ahead and I'll take uh, Jesse Winker. Uh, he's had a ridiculous breakout, and he's only 27. He'll be 28 That's later on. Lucas's boy right here. <laughs> this, this, this is fitting right here. Yeah, it might seem like sticker shock to some, but I think just looking at his numbers, I, I think this is a decent spot for him. Yeah. Yep, what a breakout, what a jump up in the list he's going to have whenever or he's having this year. Yeah, heck of a player. Um, man, I, I've told this story, but I traded, I made a trade a year ago in a dynasty, where I, in my other dynasty where I'm going for it, and I traded for Mookie Betts. He was the headliner, and I got Winker as the second player in the deal, and it's funny because a year later now it looks like Jesse Winker or Mookie Betts is the throw-in 
and Jesse Winker's the star of that deal. <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed that, but it's awesome. He's definitely been awesome. Okay, that puts me up here with my team with Ozzy Albies, Eloy Jimenez, Spencer Torkelson. Huh. Let's see here. That's a trio. That's quite the trio there of young bats like, that are close. I, I like I like this team, man. Don't screw it up with your last pick. <laughs> Uh, I am going to take a pick that is, man, I'm really struggling on this one with what I've taken so far. Let me take a quick look here at one guy. I'm the one that's going too slow here. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, let's we're see. still we're hopefully still recording right? yes i have not i have not i'm definitely giving you guys good air here i am gonna take cabrian hayes at 49 i'm gonna take another young major league bat don't know how special Ooh. he is but he's a good young bat and i'm just gonna keep going with the young bats here cabrian hayes all right that's lucas's boy too so i'll let him talk lucas you're a big hayes fan yeah, I, I liked him back to his prospect days quite a bit. I was I read one stat on him uh, this because he had such a short sample. He came up like with basic. He only played like twenty four games last year. Mm -hmm. So looking at twenty four games and whenever he exploded for a one ninety five WRC plus, you're thinking, okay, you like the prospect, but what did he do that sold you? And he was a ninety four percent zone contact rate in 2020 and this year he's 90 percent zone contact still stealing the bags he's having some pretty good results so i feel i feel pretty good about him and i had him right around 55 overall so yep right in your range then yep so yeah i i i still don't know i honestly don't know if i had a little more time if i'd pull the trigger on him right there but he feels safer than some of the options i was looking at and Maybe, I, I don't know. There are definitely riskier ones that I feel like I could have gone. I, and Brian, I feel like, has a high floor when I'm looking here as a young bat. De but I also don't know what the upside, how high the upside is. But that's to be determined. Andrew, this is your Max Scherzer team where you've got Wanda Franco, Julio Rodriguez, and Adley Rutschman. You're going to take Max Scherzer here now at pick 50, right? That's going to be the joke for this team. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going with. Um, I am going to go with – man, I love this kid. Oof. I love this kid. He's going to take my guy. I know it. Jazz Chisholm Jr. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was big. thinking about. That was the one – I've thought about him with the last two picks I've made, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I, will, um, I will say this. Considering their prospects, and I know that prospects have more variance than anybody, um, I think Wander, Julio, and Adley are pretty safe for <laughs> what they're for considering their prospects. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Jazz. There's more volatility, but I don't care that much. I mean, I think he's just so tooled up, and he's so fun. Like I just think it's a good mm -hmm. uh, good addition to this team. He's 23. He's in the majors, and he's producing. So. Um, yeah, the prospects, I feel like they've – it kind of falls off here a little bit. Yep. So, um, yeah, I definitely like Jazz with this team. So, going with him. 
you know, this is the 50th pick in this draft, and I will say I think that in most drafts, prospects won't have gone this early. I don't think in most startups they'll have gone quite as aggressively as this draft with us. I think we'll in a typical startup dynasty, you'll see more veterans going. Maybe. They're going earlier and earlier. They are moving up. Every day it seems like, but yeah. But yeah, I jazz is hard for me to stomach, but I'll also say that, you know, there's a lot of Javi Baez in them and Javi and jazz has shown in the early going of this season that man, he can, when he's on, he can be incredible. So Lucas, that was your guy too. Then Uh, he was right there just for a lot of factors, but yeah, he was, he was in the running right there for sure. So there we go. Jazz Chisholm is off the board. I love, I love that he's off to a, such a good start this year it's just i've said it before but miami kind of needs that and especially on the hitting side he's just so fun and so good man yeah i know uh i know we've talked about it how this draft's going to look different in a few months and i remember a lot of people were saying how miami got fleeced in the zach gallon trade and i don't think oh, those yeah. people are saying that anymore yeah i was always kind of on that side of it like i would yeah you were over yet you know it's yep because you know you got to at least give jazz the shot to do it and he's honestly been better sooner than i would have expected for sure and and i've always liked him so okay well andrew or i'm sorry that pick was just made so we're on to pick number 51 with lucas where you've taken mookie betts christian yelich and pete alonzo with your first three picks who do you got for round four yeah, so for for round four here, um, I'll take just another uh, very stable presence, a little bit older, but I'll take uh, Nolan Arenado. Ah, that yeah. was my next pick. He just fits yeah. good on this team. I was looking at an outfielder, but I've already got two outfielders, and that's a position you can find even like a Robbie Grossman cheap, so I'd rather just balance out the roster. I like that pick a lot. I when you're yep, a team agreed. that's when you're a team that's contending right now and trying to build bats to win right now, he he fits well, and I think he's going to age pretty well over the next couple of years. I wanted to see what he would do in St. Louis, and he, it's only been a not even a half season, but I think he's showing enough that yeah, he's good. I think he's going to be a 280, 30 to thirty home run kind of hundred runs and RBI guy for a while. So yeah, good pick. Yep, I agree. I, he was probably next for me, too. Well, that makes me have to go a different route here. I've got Bryce Harper, Jacob deGrom, and Tim Anderson on this team, and Nolan Arenado fit it like a glove for me. So that's been taken away, and I'm going to go with the other guy I was considering, and this one has a lot of volatility to it. And I've already just drafted another shortstop. I'm going to take Ad Alberto Mondesi and go for the steals here. I'm going to, uh, um, you know, I was thinking actually in the third round with Harper and DeGrom, I'm like Mondesi would be a good fit here. I've got the, I've got the ace. I've got the power bat. And I decided to go with Anderson. I think he's just a better player. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just shoot for the moon with the steals and just try to lock up. I've got the best pitcher on the planet. Now I've got the best speed guy on the planet. Let's not talk about how he hits or the fact that he's played, what, two games this season. 
Has he even made it to two? I'm mean, a lot of injuries, but when he's healthy, there's not many more fantasy friendly guys to have that outside of the first round than Mondesi. Yep. I felt like he could have gone anywhere in this draft and I wouldn't have been that surprised. It's just mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of like one of those guys that there's probably somebody in every league that's gonna I would I would honestly expect him to be off the board earlier than this in most drafts just because I think somebody will do it Mm -hmm. but um yeah it just kind of depends on when that moment arrives I guess in the draft I I think here here in round four I mean he's notably had great years and he's had other ones like this year where he's not delivered so if he's not one of your first get him in round four I think it makes a bit more sense where he's not a a true foundation Mm mm-hmm Yep. Um, he can, I mean, there are, I mean, there are, is there anybody else that you think could go out and steal 60 at this point besides Mondesi? Is there anybody in baseball? Cause I don't think, I don't think of Trey as that guy anymore, even though, I mean, I don't know why, but I, he used to be a guy I thought could go out and steal 60, but I think Mondesi is the only one that I think legitimately has a shot at doing it anymore. Well, the first two guys that I thought of, and the one thing about steals is that with minor leaguers, they usually never give you as many as you hope for, but there are a few minor leaguers that probably won't steal 50-plus, but you feel pretty excited about them. Who with are- Bruhan, Bruhan and Abrams. Yeah, I, I love Abrams. I'm a, I love Abrams. I mean, I, did I take him? Yes, I did take him in this draft. But I, I still in my, I, I'll have to see it. Man, he just got, he just left the game. I think it was yesterday or the day before, while we're recording on Thursday night. He just had a pretty bad injury this last day or two. I hope he's okay. All right, uh, Andrew, you're up with your team number three. You've taken Shohei Otani, Corey Seager, and Walker Bueller. Who do you got for round four? Ah, uh, this one's tough. Um... I'm going to take another hitter that's pretty young, 26, I believe, and that is Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows. At, at 53. Yep. Uh, I used to joke that he was the left-handed Mike Trout. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when he just came up, like yeah. when he was with the Pirates in his first two weeks, I think he had like four homers and three steals or something like that. And I joked that he was putting up Mike Trout numbers in the first two weeks. So I'm like, he's the left-handed Mike Trout. So that's always going to be a joke for me whenever I hear Austin Meadows. Yeah, there. yeah. I think he's. I think he's just one of those guys that'll be like a steady presence for your team. Um, I don't ever really expect him to completely blow the doors down and have like an MVP type season or anything like that. But he's just, you know, next handful of years, I feel like he'll be a productive hitter and. Um, yeah, that's good for me outside the top 50. I agree. I agree. Good pick. Lucas, any thoughts on Meadows? And if you don't have any, then just move on to your next pick. And I guess when you, well, actually, if you're ready to move on to the next pick, I'll list your team yeah, too. With, with Meadows, it's funny because I was listing out my guys and I noticed he was right there inside the top 50. And he, I didn't feel like I'd have him in the top 50, but when you're looking at the age, the proven power, great division, he was right there for me. Yeah. He was just outside the top 50 on my list, but again, I've got a, it's a big old 
blob of names really once I got past 50, but he's right there at the top of that list. So yeah, solid pick. All right, Lucas, this is team number three where you've drafted Trey Turner, Garrett Cole, and Shane Bieber. So you've got some win-now pieces here, some good good foundation. Who do you got here? You need a power bat. That's what you need here. I know. I do need a power bat, but the ones that are next on my list are a little bit older than I was going for. So I will just add a little bit more power and speed, and I'll take Meadows' teammate here with Randy or Rosarina. Ah, that was my next pick. I was going to take him next. Good pick. Randy Arozarena, um, one of the many Cardinals that I can list off that they've <laughs> traded away in the last couple of years that has found greener pastures. Lucas or Andrew, Randy Arozarena, what do you think here? Fourth round. We've talked. We talked about him a lot this offseason. It seems like he's kind of doing in between the high and low of what I thought he would do. Look, looks like he's pacing pretty close for like a 2020 season. Uh, the best way I can describe it with the Rosarena for me is I think short term, I trust him to do what kind of what he's been doing, but I don't trust him long term. Really? He just, he just scares me a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that it can, I think it could slide the next year to two years and a couple years from now, it doesn't look as good right now. It's good. I mean, he's really productive player and power speed and stuff, but yeah, just, I don't. Uh, I don't love it long term. I'd have to do a deep dive. I'm real curious to know how he's doing now. I know you and I talked about him with um, this team. With this team that he has, sorry to interrupt, but with this team that he has, it's it's good because it's kind of a go for it with Trey and Cole and Bieber. So yeah, I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. You can get you can get power bats later. I mean, God, we if yes. we went into the if we did this for. 12 15 rounds i mean he can pick up a lot of power later and he's got speed and pitching so that's kind of i like building the teams teams like that especially if you're trying to win right now okay that gets me to the fourth round my uh team number two where i've taken bo bachette cj abrams and trent grisham here so i've got a core of young bats and who am i gonna take next we have we have really taken a lot of the young ones. Mm. All right, what do we got? Bo Bichette, C.J. Abrams, Trent Grisham. I'm going to draft a guy who I don't. This is another one of those young floor guys that I don't know if I've got the ceiling being too too incredibly high, but I think he's going to be a steady player for quite a few years, and that's Austin Riley with the Braves. At 55 overall, I, I you know I have I have not been a fan of him for the last few years. I think I even remember Andrew and I talking like before one of the our and our going into our first season, who's a prospect we don't like as much as the field, and Riley was on my list. I think he was on both of our lists at that time, but he's cut the strikeouts down. He was down to 22 percent in that partial season last year, and I think he's carried that over this year i'm pulling it up right now it is at 26 percent. that's that's reasonable for him much if he can keep that in the mid to high 20s i think that's still really good because he's got enough pop pop and he's good at taking he's decent at taking walks or at least he has a he's all right at it to where yeah i think he's going to be a solid player for a while either of you have thoughts on that one 
I think he nailed it on the head. He's I think he is going to be here for a while. He's only 24. He just turned 24 uh, recently this year. Someone like a Rosarina, I'm with Andrew. There's a, there's a weird feeling with it. Uh, but the ceiling's high, and with Riley, I think your uh, long-term outlook is going to be – you're just going to feel better about him for a lot longer. Okay, Andrew, we're on to you where you're at your team two here. We've got your pick number 56. You've taken Mike Trout, Xander Bogarts, and Freddie Freeman. So this is a veteran team. Who do you take in here in the fourth? I will take um, Trevor Bauer. I just felt and, like that pick was coming here. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, like, um, I don't like I said before. I don't I don't love building teams exactly like I built this one, but. I feel like you can trade Trevor Bauer for way more than this slot. So, yeah, just in terms of overall value, too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just kind of how I feel about it. As we're posting, like, recording this, there is the other Trevor Bauer stuff that we don't want to go – I don't really want to go into, but he's got some – he's got some legal stuff going on right now. And I wonder if you could trade Trevor Bauer. Like you were just saying you think you could, and I'm like, man, I think you might have to give it a couple weeks and see what happens here on the on the baseball side of things. But yeah, the thing with You don't think you don't you don't think you could get Austin Riley for Trevor Bauer? Huh. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yes you can. <laughs> That's you know, a, that's a fair argument, really, of these last five to ten. I'm not I, like trying to rip the pick. I'm just saying that, like, I'm looking at it like, you know, I mean, I even think you'd get more. You than get, I mean, I even think you can get. Um, Moving I don't know. Some of the guys. I, yeah. Guys in the third round. Like, I just I think Bowers a steal here. I agree completely. This is just kind of a product of like Justin said, with all the prospects going, somebody's got to fall and. Bauer only being 28, 29 could have another five to eight years plus. I mean, he knows his body well and he's just kind of getting going. But, Bauer yeah. in a startup when with 15 other people, he's going, he's going earlier than this. Yeah. I, I, oh, I no do. Doubt. There are more teams playing to win now. And I think he's going earlier than this. So that's fair. I, I think, I think Bauer is still going to be a really good pitcher. I don't think he's going to be the guy we've seen in the last year because, I, I mean, that's the guy we know more than just about anybody was using something. And he is walking a few more and giving up a few more homers the last couple starts, but he's still going to be really good and get strikeouts as long as he can get around this legal stuff. And I don't want to say that in a way that sounds like I'm speaking lightly of the whole deal. I don't, I, but, um, that is the one cloud hovering over him right now. Okay, um, Lucas, you got team number two here where you've got Vlad Jr., Luis Robert, and your boy Matt Olson. Who are you going to take here with your fourth pick? Yeah, I was uh, looking at either some elite batting average here uh, or I was looking at adding a pitcher. I'll go ahead and I'll take a pitcher here, and I'll take a guy that you were very high on. Uh, Corbin Burns got a 39% strikeout rate this year. The innings, he's still working on building those up. But if that's the issue and the skills are intact, I'll, I'll take him here and uh, be happy with it. Corbin these Burns. Pitch, these, 
these pitchers are steals at this point now. I feel like. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Man, I'm. I think. I think again. I'm more scared of Burns, and he's pitching. He's doing all right. I think. I just don't know if like what we've seen is what. I don't think we're gonna see that anymore. I. Yeah, but but I mean their production right now, like even if it dropped off, is. I mean, can't you argue it's better than a lot of these hitters you're looking at? Yeah, I, I like this I is mean, the battle I'm at, dealing with right now. We're internally. looking at hitters that aren't elite. I mean, I don't know if I feel that so Burns is elite anymore, though. Well, maybe he isn't, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you believe that he is, I feel like there's, and I feel like there's other pitchers still left. We're not even going to get to all of them. Because don't get me three, wrong, Lucas. Three picks he, left. He's near the top of my list here. So as I say all of this, this is just stuff I'm battling. But I also am not saying mm-hmm. I disagree with the pick because he was at the top of my list. I just have really struggled pulling the trigger on him and i think that's just where my fear is but it's a fair point we're at the end of the fourth round here and a lot of these guys going before him you're like man it's weird to see corbin burns going after a lot of these guys because corbin burns especially in april and may and all of last year he was a top 30 talent because you you know you weren't worrying about innings so far it's just a I, I don't know. I, I'm battling with this more, I think. And I don't, I'm not even saying I'm right with it because Corbin Burns just went out again tonight and threw a pretty good start. I, unless, I think, he, yeah, he finished off a pretty good start with the, against the Pirates, and he's been pretty good the last few weeks. But I'm It, it is tricky to figure out kind of what these guys are going to be without the, the spinning substances, but you've got to think the really good pitchers will figure it out. And, of course, if a lot of these guys are using it, a rising tide will lift all boats. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to be good, it's going to be relative to the other guys. Sure, the league-wide ERA and run scoring might jump up, but I I feel like I could trust him in round four in a dynasty, no problem. League-wide ERAs and runs and offenses up. I think, Andrew, you got a little bit of that in Rotomasters 2 last night. Once you have 11 home runs... <laughs> that was that was just crazy. Is that the I, best day of your life? Because I don't think I've ever seen a team of mine at eleven. I was runs. trying to I was trying to think if I've I mean probably have had a day like that, but it hasn't. It's been a it's been a while. Yeah, definitely. I think it was eleven homers, like twenty one runs, and twenty five RBI or something with three steals and like a four something average. I, I just, thought, it was like every time I looked up, I was like, oh, he homered, he homered. <laughs> and then it was, and then I was about to again. go to bed and it was like Gallo homered and like right before I went to bed. And yeah, it was just, I think crazy. four guys had two and yeah, it was crazy. Crazy day. Okay. Uh, time for my last team. I've got Juan Soto, Bobby Witt, and Marco Luciano. And I am not looking forward to making this pick because we have dried up the youngster, the market with the youngsters. And I'm just going to make a pick that I don't know I would actually make, but just because he lines up with this team and a lot of, I mean, he's the sexy young, sexy young prospect. And I'm going to take a guy who I'm going to take Noel V. Marte here in the fourth round, maybe a round earlier than I, or two rounds earlier than I'm willing to go, but I'm just going to do it just to do it because this is a mock draft and we're mentioned throwing names out there. So this will at least get us talking about him here. 
Andrew, where would you take Mark Noel V. Marte? He's been a guy that you've been in on for a long time. I don't know, like, where where would you take him in a startup dynasty? Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's too far off here. Um, and I agree. Like I said, there's maybe a little early. There's just other guys that I think are better on the board, but it lines up with your team. So yes, I mean, I get it. Yeah. I it's know. weird. It's weird. Cause you know, pitching is fickle and like, I'm looking at, you know, we're kind of weighing obviously pitchers versus hitters, but. Um, I feel like we're going to get to that point where the hitters are a little shaky. I don't know. Um, it's a weird part. But it's mostly, it's mostly just because we've been pounding them out. You know, this is what should happen, I feel like, in a, in a draft. I mean, or in a dynasty startup. Like, I, I feel like most of um, most drafts that you're going to do, a lot of times these pitchers are going to go higher and, you know, like I said, I loved getting Trevor Bauer at 56, and I did. But I wouldn't take him a lot higher than that. You know, it's just – I mean, I do think that you can trade him for higher than that. Kind of like I mentioned. You are not – you're going to have to give up more than Noel V. Marte to get Trevor Bauer. Yeah, but, like, at the same point, I mean, I also get being a little passive with pitching because – you can find it later, easy, and you know you don't want to build your team around pitching, etc. So weird process. What about you, Lucas? Noel V. Marte. Not as much. I don't really want you to tell me how bad the pick was because I honestly wouldn't make it there either. I just did it to bring him up in this conversation, and I don't think he. I would be like he's a round or two off. I think for me, where is Noel V. Marte? Where do you think you'd go for him in a startup? Yeah, I actually ranked him on my list just a touch outside of the top 60. I have him at 67. Okay. So, and he fits your timeline. Uh, there's a few major league established uh, bats that are in their mid to early 20s. And I think Marte has a bit more upside than them if things click for him. So I understand going for that upside. And like you said, the theme of your team is uh, upside. So it makes sense. Yep. Okay. Andrew, your last team here. You've got Fernando Tatis, Bregman, and Judge. Into the fourth round, who are you taking at 59? Oh, man, this is really hard. It's ugly at this point in terms of... Well, it's not even so much that it's ugly, but I'm just weighing, like, yeah. the pitch, the pitcher I'm looking at versus the hitter I'm looking at. It's... Um, well, tell us both of them because this is your last pick to make. Which two are you looking between right now? I'm looking at Andrew Vaughn. Okay. And Aaron Nola. Mm. And I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take Vaughn because – there's actually several pitchers, and if I was in this spot in an actual draft, I could get one with my next pick. There you go. So that's what I'm going to do. Get I'm going to take Andrew now. Yeah, and like if if we were doing this into round five, um, I don't mind saying it just because Lucas only has one pick left. But like Nola, Glass, now Flaherty, Kershaw, I'd be good with any of them. 
Yeah. And I, and I don't necessarily have to take them, but um, considering there's only two picks on the end, you know, I could get one with my next pick. So I'm going to lock in Andrew Vaughn. It hasn't been the start I expected, uh, obviously. But he's picked it up a little bit as of late. He's still 23. I still think he's a really good hitter and stuff. Obviously loaded lineup. So, um, yeah, I think his time will come. Just not quite there yet. So, Lucas, but, I yeah, I, I, I still think he's really good. And I know you're a Vaughn guy too, Lucas, so I'm sure you like that pick. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just it just feels a lot safer to just load up these hitters and take your darts on your pitchers and trade for your pitchers out of your excess. Uh, Vaughn just feels like a rock. You're just going to be able to pencil him in for some stability, and that's a great feeling as a dynasty owner. Okay, so we're on to the you don't you don't like it, Justin. I'm not a Vaughn guy. I it's it, I, it's not that I, I mean I just took Noel V Marte and I took Austin Riley. I mean it's not a bad pick. I I'm just not the high man on Vaughn, but I'm not going to at all sit here and bag on the pick. He's a he's a he's going to be a solid major leaguer for years to come. I do I do believe that. So it my issue has kind of always been what I've said before the season. I don't think my opinion on him's changed. I think he's a good hitter. I don't know where the power is, but he's also going to be a solid major leaguer for years. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad pick. Lucas. One one thing I wanted to add in real quick here on Vaughn and um, it's crazy looking at his profile and Alec Manoa, these guys, they somehow made it to the majors with hardly any experience in the minor leagues. So yeah. you just wonder how that's going to affect things. So, yeah. And I think I said this maybe on our last episode, one of our last episodes that a lot of the, they're saying right now that the jump from AAA to the major leagues is bigger now than it's been in a while. So that even makes that more impressive because he went from high A to extended to the, um, you know, the camps they were in last year to now playing in the major leagues with no, no double A, no triple A. He didn't even get any of that. So that's a very good point. And he's got seven homers in 63 games. It's not like the power is terrible. It's just 65 games. It's just, I mean, you know. We'll just see where it ends up at. Yeah, he just he needs to pick up from that at first base. I mean, obviously, yes. but I still I think it will. Yeah, I mean, looking at his prospect grades, this is a future 60 value, and that's at a corner infield spot. He's got 15 doubles so far this year, and in the minor leagues, I know he was a great college bat, so he's going to have ridiculous numbers or else it would be terrible, but he was like a 15% strikeout guy, so he's 26% now you think he might be able to get that closer to 20% and get more batting average. So that's my opinion of on. Yeah. I would definitely take the over on that batting average over the next few years and buy quite a bit. Yeah. Let's see if I can nail Lucas's last pick here. I've got to guess it. I, I, I've got it it in my head. I'm just wondering. Let's see. Let me look at the team. Yes. And I've considered that I've, I bet we both have it. All right, Lucas, you're up. Do it. Do it. Luke. Come on. All righty. So, since you guys took away a lot of the young and exciting and fun prospects uh, on a lot of my teams, I had to draft pitchers and that's okay. Cause it wouldn't be bad to be battling out for cash 
I'll go ahead and I'll take Aaron Nola here that on this team. not who I was guessing. Andrew, you're Either. wrong too. Come on. Let's say it at I the same me. time. Let's say it at the same time. One, right, ready? Two, two, three. three. Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton. <laughs> 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 oh, that was... is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best moment ever on the show right there. <laughs> uh Okay, Lucas. So why didn't you take Buxton? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's funny that you guys uh, thought that was going to be the pick, and no, I had he Buxton knew it was my... going to be the pick. <laughs> yeah, I had Buxton in my top sixty, and his skills this year have been off the charts. I know a lot of guys are going to say, "Oh, he gets injured all the time," and Man. that's a hundred percent true. But I mean, looking at his skills, his bat speed, the way he's able to just catch up and hit for so much power, but at the same time. These injuries are no joke, and it just seems like, for whatever reason, they keep happening. So I'm going to have some shares next year, depending on where he goes. If he's in the top 100, that's going to be trickier. I don't know where his draft costs will be. I guess it'll depend on how he comes back from this injury. But um, he's not a guy I'm going to compile in on tons of teams just because he does have real risk with the injuries. The one thing the one thing that really sucks about Buxton like it just it's just so depressing is you know you feel it like kind of coming together mm-hmm. and then he's obviously just always hurt but the big thing for me is like so much of his game like it you know if you envision peak buxton is built around speed yeah and now you're looking at this guy and he's getting to his late 20s and these injuries are mounting up and I'm just worried that we're going to get stripped of that all-out Buxton season because it might just get to a point where it's like we're not going to run him or we're going to be, you know, or, or the speed just diminishes because mm-hmm. of the injuries, you know, and he's getting to, you know, around 30. You just, I mean, it's not for sure that's the case, but as each year goes by with, kind of some of this stuff happening you just kind of wonder it in the back of your head like man maybe we're just never gonna see like that one big season or two or however many you know you would hope you would get but at this point i just hope we see one i completely agree with you there andrew and i view him as being kind of more likely to hit 30 homers than he is to steal 20 bags and looking at his barrel percentage last year in 2020, it was 14%. This year, his barrels were 21%. His hard hit rates, well over 50%. So that's the that's the benefit, is that even if the steals go, the bat's playing. But yeah, yeah. the steals are, are kind of going, which is mm-hmm. not any good, but yeah. We just... Anyway, so anyway, just, Nola was the pick. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say is, you know, we just turned an Aaron Nola pick into a Byron <laughs> Boxton conversation. So Lucas... Why did you take Aaron Nola there? Yeah, Nola is having a it's, it's having a bit of a rough year, um, but he's been a durable workhorse, similar to Giolito. He's logged 200 innings multiple times. I know pitching uh, pitcher in dynasty age can be a little underrated, but the fact that he just turned 28 means he's hopefully going to have quite a bit left in the tank. He's always been a big strikeout guy, hovering around 30% the past two years, and uh, like I said, there is no there is no floor for pitchers, but for a workhorse like this, you feel pretty good about what you're going to get each year. Would you double down since you went three bats early and take another one of those arms that Andrew just mentioned with your next pick if you were going into the fifth, or do you think you would have gone back with another bat? 
let's see here. Actually, I have uh, three outfielders uh, that are cleanly the highest on my list. I would most likely take one of them. Was Buxton one of those three? No. Wow. Who were they? Uh, I had Ramon Laureano, uh, uh-huh. Dylan Carlson, and Nick Castellanos. Those as, were my um, three, like, bunched together, but Buxton was above them for me. Yeah, Buxton was my next guy after that, and then I had Verdugo in the mix as well. Well, I just learned something. Lucas hates Byron Buxton now. That's what I learned. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back, and I got a couple closing questions before we get out of here. Okay, well, we are back, and just thought I'd ask a couple questions here. And for starters, I'm going to start with you, Lucas. Which of your five teams looking at them is you think what you would be your favorite one to start with of your own five teams? Man, that's a great question. Um, that's why I'm the host. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll take team one. Starting out with Acuna, Machado, Alvarez, and Nola, you feel like you've got to give yourself a decent chance to win out of the draft. Um, yeah, that's my that's my team, team one. Andrew, same question for you. Uh, mine would be either one or four. Um, man, four is just too fun, man. Like... Wander, Julio, Adley, and Jazz. That's, that's a lot of fun. That's just a blast. But, yeah, I like Team 1, too, with Tatis, Bregman, Judge, and Vaughn. Um, I do think that my Team 2 is could easily win the mm-hmm. first year. Uh, Trout, Bogarts, Freeman, and Bauer. Um, I just don't like to build my startup teams like that. I kind of went with it once I had Trout. That's just kind of what I did with that team because I feel like you have to when you when you have Trout, you just go. You know, like it's it's time to do it right now. So that's why I did it that way. But um, probably wouldn't be the way that I would want to go. But yeah, that's kind of my take on the teams I drafted. All right, now I got to figure out mine. And you know what? I actually really like my veteran team with Harper, DeGrom, Anderson, and Mondesi. I, I think that's a fun team to com- try competing right away with. And that one might be it. I really do like Albies, Eloy, Torkelson, and Cabrian, though. I uh, was really, really tossing back and forth Cabrian versus Jazz Chisholm there. And yeah, I think those are probably the toss ups for me as my favorite. <clears throat> All right. Um, opposite question. Lucas, of the teams that are not your own, so picking between Andrew and I, which one sticks out as the team that you like the most in terms of, or maybe a team or two? Just nah, pick a, one team. What what one team would you think would be your favorite startup if it was, besides your own? I'll take the extremely young team, uh, Andrew Team 4, with Wander, Julio, Adley, and Jazz. I just think that would be so much fun to 
have no pressure on yourself in the first year. You find a closer on the free agent market, and then you can just trade them away for a draft pick, and you can buy low on anyone that you want. It doesn't matter because you're not going to try to win. But then the next year, you could turn around and be like, all right, I'm ready now. So that would be a lot of fun to do. There you go. All right, Andrew, your your turn. Uh, my favorite team, huh? I would say... Man, I don't know. I like a lot of your guys' teams. <laughs> there are bad I teams think, in this bunch. I honestly don't look at any of them and think, yeah, that's a bad team. Yeah, I don't either. I I like the Albies team other than the Cabrian pick. I just I just wish it was somebody else. But I like the the Soto team too with Witt and Luciano, even though I did think Witt was a little early. But, I mean, that's a fun team because it's young. And like Lucas said, you don't have to have pressure the first year to win. Um, and Lucas's first team at the top, I mean, you can't – it's hard yeah. to argue with with that. I mean, Acuna, Machado, Jordan, and Nola. I mean, that's a great start because you've got youth, you've got speed, you've got power, you've got pitching. I mean, you pretty much have everything. And you and you got another pick right after this. So, um yeah, that's that's fun too. They're like it's yeah. I don't. I like all of them. Most of these teams are are good. It's kind of you know some of them are hard hardcore for right now, and some are hardcore for later. And then you've got some that you can kind of still go either way, really. So yeah. I, I actually want to I want to change mine to the Soto team. I I love the Wander and Julio start, and I like Julio a little bit more than Wit, but. If you can start out with Soto, I have to, for the responsibility part, I have to just change to Soto. That's just the pick. And the two, actually, the Lucas team won with Acuna, Manny, and then the Wander. Those were the two that I kind of had at the top for mine. I like both of those two teams. So, Andrew, you'll definitely have to post this to Baseball 365 so we can get everybody else's thoughts, too, on which teams they would want to start with. Maybe we even... Put it up. I wonder if you can put a picture and a poll. I don't know if you can do that on the same post, but if so, that'd be fun to do. I don't think that's possible, but that'd be really yeah, fun we to could, do. We could just we could just put it up and yeah, see what people let say. people leave comments. Let us know yeah. what you guys think. What's your favorite team? I got one last question. I um, wanted to ask you guys, and it's a guy we mentioned. I was joking about earlier, and that's Max Scherzer. Let's say you guys are drafting a team like Andrew. You've got your team with Mike Trout, Bogarts, and Lucas. You've got a win-now team with, let's see, where's your win-now team? Your team three with Trey Turner, Cole, Bieber, or Rosarena. you got a guy like Max Scherzer who is now, what, 36, 37. He's on the last year of the deal with the Nationals. It does sound like he, if he gets traded, he wants to go somewhere where he, and sign an extension. If somebody, I think I remember hearing that rumor, but if where with a win now team, would you consider taking a Scherzer? Uh, Lucas, you first. I I don't like to give a cop out answer, um, but that's not the kind of guy I want on my team. Of course, at some I would, point, at some at some point, point I, I I know somebody would take him before I was ready to go for it. Um, so. I guess to answer your question a little bit further, if you start getting 
and you are a win now team, you start getting to the, where the Jose Barrios is um, and maybe the Lance Lynn's are, I guess that's maybe more appropriate, but just whenever a guy's at Scherzer's age, he's not quite year to year, but he's getting close to that point where it could go at any moment. And when I'm investing some serious cash in a dynasty, I just don't want to have that. I have a Barrios. I have a dynasty ranks um, website open right now. And I just pulled up Barrios and Lynn just to see where they were. And they're both in the, you know, hundred to 115 range. So that's only the seventh, eighth round. I And I think that there's a chance he would still be there at that point. I think there's a chance. What about you, Andrew? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think that's probably about right. Um, I think I would take Lynn over Scherzer, but I would take Scherzer over Berrios, I think. Um. But yeah, somewhere probably in like round seven or eight. I mean, I wouldn't be very aggressive on him, I don't think, um, even as a win-now team, just because I think the window's potentially just so short that um, that pick can – I mean, we've seen it a million times, but like ask anybody who took Justin Verlander in a startup you know, a year or two ago. I mean, it's not fun when that happens, so um, – I'd probably be pretty cautious. Somebody would probably take him before me, but yeah, at some point, obviously on a on a win now team, it's like, hey, there he is sitting there, and kind of go for it. So, in my head, without really even looking, I was thinking rounds eight to ten for me, but I, I it might be earlier. I'd have to really look. I just wanted to see what you guys would say. Yeah, I think you really have to just put him next to names. I mean, it's easy yeah. to just spew out a round, but uh-huh. it's like once you're actually in the draft and you're looking at you know, Max Scherzer and Tyler Maley or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like there's – it's kind of like, oh, maybe I should, you know. And yep. then the bats obviously are going to be probably pretty dry at that point, I would expect, too, or at least somewhat. You know, obviously you expect pretty good numbers for Scherzer in the short term, but it's just kind of – how long is that going to last? It's it's kind of like you're playing hot potato, and nobody wants to be holding it when the the buzzer goes off, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a fun project with you guys, uh, Lucas. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. We uh, this was this was a blast. I know we've all been looking forward to this, and I don't think it disappointed. And I hope ever everyone, all the listeners, agree. Thank you, Lucas. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. It was uh, it's figured, it's a lot of fun. I, I figure we're doing round five and six next week, right? <laughs> if you guys want to, we can keep it going, but that's up to you guys. I mean, we are. I need to eventually start making my actual top hundred dynasty because I did. When's the All Star break? What are we? Two weeks from the All Star break? It's uh, ju- yeah. I think it's today. We got the rest of this week and then one more week. Oh man, so, I got work to do. Like the weekend and then a week. I think it's like the 11th is the last day of okay. before the break. So, yes, we have one basically a week and a half right now. That means I got to get to work because I have an official ranks I got to put out next week or in a week and a half. So I got some work to do. Huh. Lucas, have you ever made a dynasty rank? I know you've made a lot of different ranks. Have you ever done dynasty ranks before? 
Yeah, during the shutdown, I did go ahead and I put out a Dynasty ranks. I don't have the discipline to maintain it, but oh, I at man. least I at least know what it's like to do it. And whenever you're looking at somebody's ranks and you completely disagree, and it's like you you look at it with a different lens because you're like, hey, that's it's just tough to figure out. So I give people a bit of slack, I guess, because it is very tricky. Yeah, especially if you've never done it. I mean, yeah, we just did a draft so tonight. I know I could go back and I would probably do a few picks differently right now that I just did tonight. So <laughs> it's it's not easy 100%. to do. It's not easy to make rankings. Yeah, it's so hard. Like I, I tell you, dynasty rankings. I think they're good for like a guide, but you can't just look at them and go off, go just yeah. straight off of them. I mean, just as an example. And this is extreme example, but in round two of our draft here, I took Julio Rodriguez at twenty, and Justin took Jacob Degrom at twenty-two. <laughs> and I and I can tell you right now, anybody <laughs> anybody who's in contention is not trading their Jacob Degrom for Julio Rodriguez. For sure, and any and anybody who is not like who's in a rebuild or can't win the league isn't trading Julio Rodriguez for Jacob deGrom. Unless it doesn't they make see s- their window opening up next year. Yeah. Very quickly. And even then I wouldn't do it until that year hit because mm-hmm. what if he gets hurt in the meantime, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, there's no point. And so that's what I'm saying is like when you're doing these ranking and that's just, that's one example I just saw from looking at this, but, um, when you're looking at dynasty rankings, I just feel like there's so much that goes into it. You almost need two separate lists for teams that are contending and not contending. I feel like because it makes a it makes a huge difference, and it kind of did in this draft. You know, I was kind of just playing the role of the team that I was that I was drafting. It was kind of fun doing it that way, but yeah, it's just ranking some of these guys next to each other that are 31 or 32 versus. 21 or 22 it's it's just crazy like it's it's just totally context and where your team is at and when your window's opening etc i know we can go for another half hour an hour really easy on all this stuff so i'm just gonna stop here and ask you a question lucas where can we find you where what what all what all do you got out there let's get some plugs out there yeah um you can find me uh Posting a handful of times a week, just if I have a random thought on Baseball 365 Facebook page, your page, uh, yours and Andrew's page, or you can feel free to find me on Twitter at LucasBeery33. Um, I usually post something on there a couple times a week, um, but yeah, you can feel free to either follow me there or uh, look at uh, any written work I have over on Fantasy Sports Degens. I've posted a handful of articles so far this year. Not as many as I'd like, but I'll be pumping out a few more uh, this month. You forgot your podcast. Yeah, yeah it's getting late. Uh, <laughs> should have mentioned that as well. <laughs> you can feel free to check out uh, my partner Lou Landers and I's podcast, Lucas Baseball. Uh, it's under Sports Crew Radio. We do waiver wire uh, podcast on Saturday, so it's about 15 to 20 minutes. We just go through about five to six, seven names and just try to provide some brief thoughts and just some guys to take a look for. Lou Landers, I don't know if he's listening to this podcast, but if he was, as you did your first set of plugs, he's sitting there probably screaming at his stereo, "What? where's the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm if you, you man, are if here. you are listening, you're welcome, Lou. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Lucas. It's been been a lot of fun. Yes, and I feel absolutely. like I feel like all three of us have similar mindsets, so it's almost like it makes. It oh more yeah, painful. we were just sl- sniping each other left and right. It makes yeah, it more painful. Exactly. Yeah, good so. stuff. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Andrew, hopefully we'll be back next week and try getting one more episode out before the All-Star break. No guarantees on that. I got a ranks to get done. We'll see if we can come up with something between now and then. But until next time, take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 